Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Sleep. Who needs it? No, I don't. I don't need it. (laughs) But seriously, do we waste a lot of time on the wrong sleep patterns and habits and things that just don't help us in our quest to do music professionally to make music income? Well, welcome to the Make Music Income podcast. I'm Eric Copeland of Make Music Income, and I am joined today again by Dave Croft of 52Qs, who is subbing for our newly nuptialed Stevie B, Alf on his honeymoon as we tape this right now. Uh, they are, uh, Steve and Milady are, are, are wheeling around the U.S., they are amazed at the food portions and uh, and really just uh, loving life right now. I've, we've been texting a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, they're having a great time. He listened to our podcast last week and they listened on the way down, had a great time. And we're, uh, she also is an educator, so it was uh, a great time for them to listen and they enjoyed it. So, Dave, how are you this week? Uh, I am doing so well and uh, so happy to be back and uh, happy to pinch hit for Steve and uh, congratulations, Steve. Absolutely. And uh, happy wedding. I, I, I want to believe that you drove all the way from Vancouver into the U.S. trailing, you know, cans and bottles and everything behind <laughs> you. I need it with, you know, shoe polish written, you know, honk, you know, we're newlyweds, just married. <laughs> Please tell me you did that. It, and even if you didn't, it's going to be my head cannon that that's yeah, what that's happened. What like a thousand miles dragging. <laughs> Shannon and I, my wife, Shannon, <laughs> we did that on our wedding. And so we drove from, uh, from central, from around, around Charlotte, all the way to the beach in North Carolina. And by the time we got, by the time we actually got to the beach, those bottles were so pathetic. There were a couple of stragglers on, and it, yeah, like like was, glass bottles. No, uh, like two liter bottles and stuff. Oh, oh, no okay, glass okay. bottles. That would have, good lord. That's a that's <laughs> like a dangerous. crime against humanity. That's a war crime, I think, man. No, it was just some uh, some two liter bottles and stuff, and tons of people honked and everything. I think somebody comped our meal at Shoney's. Because that's nice. where we stopped for dinner for our wedding night on our way to the well, beach. It's not every day you get comped at Shoney's. Yeah, Shoney's. I mean, we're you know <laughs> we got the big boy burger and everything. <laughs> well, uh, but, today no, uh, we will move on from from nuptials and, and Shoney's <laughs> to uh, talking about how you can reclaim more time to do the thing that you probably feel there is no time to do. I struggle with this weekly if not daily on when do i have time to get everything done it's it's just a complete struggle create music market it and make music income um, making and marketing your own music is especially challenging when like dave and i you have another full-time uh, job or your own company which i've had for for 20 years i actually have both that require a lot of attention to themselves not even in- including my composing and my marketing my songs and things like that. So how do you make the most of your day? How do you find time to market to social media and just the music itself, get it out to Spotify and all that stuff? But most importantly, how do you find time to create the music that you so dearly want to make 
but before we get into all this, I've got lots of ideas. I'm sure you do too. Uh, let's find out what two busy composer educators are up to this week. Dave, what is up over there across town this week? Oh, uh, just continuing to be busy, continuing to work on this uh, this album of hybrid crime crime tension cues. Uh, I'm about five or six in and getting some really good feedback from from the library and uh, did a couple of deliverables. Also uh, have uh, working on hip hop underscore cues for Discovery Channel, which is it's really interesting because, you know, when you write like a hip hop cue as a hip hop, as a genre cue, then you want it to be it's hip hop first and then uh, um, the emotional aspect is kind of secondary, right? You mm -hmm. want it to be like urban contemporary or high energy or whatever, but approaching uh, underscore first. So they're essentially tension cues, but with hip hop flavor. And so that's been really interesting uh, exploring for me, approaching a genre from the emotional aspect first, which I haven't done a ton of that. Cause usually, you know, with sports broadcasting, it's just, it's gotta be big and kind of brassy with big giant Brahms hits and stuff and uh, big strings and horns. Uh, that's a, a bunch of the kind of stuff that I do, but, uh, approaching uh, hip hop from the underscore aspect has been really, really cool. So, so that's, that's just a couple of projects, uh, that have the end of July deadlines and uh, they are converging quickly upon me. You know, when I, when I said, yeah, I, in July, is this no problem? That was, you know, the beginning of June. And now here we are, what, three weeks, three weeks away. And I'm uh, yeah. get, getting a little nervous, but, but that's all right. Cool. Well, I am uh, working on lots of different types of music this week, even without an idea where they may go a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more spontaneous and less I have to write this type of thing. You know, I think we can get into that a lot. Um, although I'll have a, sometimes I'll have an idea when I start something, I'll go, oh, you know, this is going to go down this path or whatever. But, um, I, and I don't even know where they're going to go. Some may be for stock libraries. Some may be pitched to briefs. Some may be directly going to Spotify. Uh, some may go to sync. I'm actually working on kind of a new process that I'm going to outline in a video soon that uh, is is something I talk about a lot on my channel called uh, all the music things, doing all the music things instead of just saying, oh, I'm only going to do sync licensing and focus on that. I'm only going to focus on stock. I'm only going to focus on uh, uh, Spotify, getting my music to Spotify. I'm only going to make beats and put them on beat stars. I'm only going to do this or that, or live shows, whatever. I, I kind of tend to think that in order for most people, not not maybe maybe you um, or or myself who have lot, we have other incomes coming in other than than that one thing. Uh, but most people are going to have to kind of think of a way because everyone is asking me, should I put my music that I've got on libraries to Spotify, or should I put the music that I've got on Spotify to libraries? And the answer is yes, all the way around for the most part, unless you've talked with your library and they would rather you not put it on Spotify, but especially for non-exclusive stuff. Um, yeah. There's no reason not to put it out there and market it both ways if you have the time, which is what we're talking about today. 
So that's a little bit about today's episode, and I'm not going to get it too much into that because I'm shooting a full video on it. But mm. um, but we'll talk about that as we go. But I, I think it's important that we try to get let every song have every possibility. For instance, I have started to work uh, I, lately. The sheet music company that I was with for a few piano tunes I was on has merged with a Hal Leonard company called Arrange Me, I think is what it's called. Yep. And uh, I have some things on there. I've started having some sales there. And I think, yeah. you know what? I have so much to put up there. So I am really working on uh, my sheet music for both my piano works, which I have a holy ton of them, and then uh, my classical works, which I have a lot from my master's days where I was doing my master's and coming up with a lot of classical unique pieces for unique combos bassoon flute vibraphone and xylophone you know it's just it's a yeah. unique thing but what you don't understand is people at colleges who are looking for pieces of music to perform for their recitals and things they are looking for these unique things including uh, a piece that i wrote called hope for planet c which is flute uh marimba oh, this is not an order flute uh violin cello and marimba and that's not even in order but anyway um <laughs> f uh, those there's a group out there that found the song they said can you put this up we want to play this as a group and so uh that's because that's our exact makeup and i'm like okay. yeah so i put it up there and it was a 40 dollars sale uh, last week so um i've got to get that stuff out there and that is part of my system that i'm, I'm going to be talking about about how to put everything up then there are Spotify incomes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, arrange me is 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 great. I have a couple of arrangements. I mean, I don't really live much in the sheet music world these days, but I have a a, a woodwind trio of of call me maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen that that gets uh gets played or gets uh, downloaded every now and then, and a a duo of um. Uh, one of the songs from The Greatest Showman. I forget which whichever one it is. The big one. That one. And the cool thing Why don't is. You sing, sing the whole song. I should. That way you can get demonetized. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, But it's a duo. And so because, you know, in Sibelius, you can say, all right, so it, now it's going to be a flute clarinet mm -hmm. duo and then mm -hmm. spit that out. Now two flutes spit that mm -hmm. out. And so you can, you know, through one arrangement, essentially create all of these different versions and so i'm a big fan of arrange me they they just came out of this with the hal leonard they ironed out some of the rights because they had like disney properties and then all the disney properties went away and now they've brought them all back and it's i mean you're not going to get 85 percent royalties you're not even going to get 50 percent royalties but uh to, to have that you want to talk about passive residual income you do it once and then it just trickles in and it's a really great service. If you are a, at all a classical music writer or arranger, you need to be thinking about sheet music. It seems like the oh, sheet music is literally the oldest music product that exists. I mean, the, it was what the music business existed on before the invention of or the the widespread use of the phone the phonograph. Yep. So so sheet music was for a hundred years or more since the invention of the printing press, the <laughs> music product, you know, and um uh, and it it's still a thing. I have heard podcasts recently of people making five and six figures on sheet music. It's it it is a music income that we need to pay attention to. And since that's what I talk about on this channel, I will be talking more about it from my perspective, at least yeah. what I make. You know, it won't necessarily yeah. be what everybody can make, but it yeah. or 
it would be less than a lot of people make, but I'm going to talk about it. Um, I saw four more syncs this morning on TuneSat in Germany uh, for a pop tune. Not very long uses, but um, so they are starting to eke in. I am past the first page of TuneSat. I have to scroll down. Now, to uh, and so for someone at the at the at the place I am in, which which is about four to five albums in uh, three different libraries, well, probably more than that, but over a hundred songs in in three three libraries or so. Um, you know, that's that's starting to be interesting to see these things happen. What will be more interesting is to see them appear on my PRO sheet. Uh, when I can yeah. Are you going to take that TuneSat information and then, you know, hit up, hit up your PRO if you're not seeing them reflected in, you know, a year I, or, or whatever? Do you do that when you don't see it reflected or do you do that right away? I, I, I'm actually, I don't, I haven't used TuneSat because uh, my understanding, now this, this, this information is probably five or six years old was you know there was no obligation they didn't have any obligation the pros you know weren't legally obligated to uh to use use tunesat as any kind of residual collecting metric mm -hmm. it's good mm -hmm. and it's it's like a pat on the back and you can put it on your imdb and that's great but as far as converting that to royalties I, my, again this might be five or six year old information but my understanding was is that that wasn't really possible that wasn't an actionable type of uh data i hadn't but planned on I it and i hope it's changed my library told me don't get too excited because those could be misheard misplaced mm. that tunesat is not the most reliable blah 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 but i think for a um a, a, an inspirational type of uh it just makes you feel good to s see that possibly something's getting used yeah uh, uh, I was almost going to do an episode today called "So You So You're Saying There's a Chance," <laughs> and I think it's that that kind of thing. You know, you're, whenever I see anything, sheet music is a good uh, possibility. Is a good example of this. I see something that starts to make a little money. I'm going to double down on that thing. Yep. And so, if I can see that uh, that things might be being used. It, it makes me more energized to continue doing them, which is one of the things we're talking about today, how to be energized about what you're doing and stay energized about it. And to me, getting that kind of information, it's no different than getting a dancing panda from Pond5, which is not exactly a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, that's I don't know if you're aware, but that's what you get when you get a Pond5 sale. You get an email and a dancing panda pan dances. Like and I do this so almost. that, you know, if I were on Spotify, this will become the, uh, the, the thumbnail. Anyway... Um, <laughs> But uh, no, seriously, you get a you get this little animation, and you say you've had a pond five sale, and yeah, you get you welcome to your five dollars or whatever. Yeah, or are you $2. staying? Are you staying in the free version of TuneSat, or have you like because it, it gets really expensive I'm free pretty right fast, now. doesn't it? No, just free. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then, then I, no, there's no harm in that at all. I, I don't have enough to track yet that I would. I mean, I'm at the I'm at the fifty songs or whatever mm -hmm. it is limit, but. Um, uh, so far, it has tracked some, and so there may be certainly be stuff that's not being tracked because I have more than what's in TuneSat. But um, all right, so uh, let me keep going with this so we can move on. Uh, I I I need more in more libraries. That's 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 just the bottom line, and that's the bottom line for all of us. If you're interested in sync licensing, 
you need more. If you're interested in stock licensing, you need more. More is more. And uh, so uh, I'm hoping to deliver my full country album to my main library here soon, and that's getting very close. Um, I'm submitting a few things to Taxi this week, doing my due diligence that uh, I said I would do. And then trying to do one reel per day to Instagram. My Instagram has blown up lately. Thank you, Mr. Clint Music. Uh, after being on his channel and him putting up three or four reels of us together and shouting me out, my TikTok has, I mean, my, uh, well, TikTok too, but my my uh, reels uh, Instagram channel has, has more than doubled in size. So uh, I am I'm just excited about that. And and it maybe gives me a little bit more oomph to to try to do consistency, to try to be consistent with uh, with Instagram, because I, I just otherwise I don't if it's not going to grow, if it's not going to do anything, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've always been like on the fence about Instagram and TikTok. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't even waded into the TikTok pool. I, I feel like I just feel too old. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's not about I'm just being leaving. too old. As a as a platform, TikTok is just out there on its own, sitting in its own little mm. space. It has no connection to YouTube. It has no connection to Facebook or Instagram or anything else. So it's really like, um, you know, the difference between Hulu and uh, and Netflix, it it they they don't have a relationship together. So if you're trying to grow your Netflix, being on Hulu does I'm not sure that does you any good. Mm. If you're trying to grow a YouTube or an Instagram, I, I so I I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll get back to you later yeah. on that. I you know I have my YouTube channel and my website link on TikTok. I'm not sure how many people do anything but this on these things. Yeah, you know. But uh, I, because I would rather them come someplace where I can monetize that income or that that view, or at least have them join me in my on my YouTube channel for free content. That's the main part that you want YouTube for, right? Is to offer free content that that will interest people in being part of what you're doing. So speaking of that, and speaking of sync music and sheet music and stock music and all these things. How in the world do we find time, or how in the world do I find time to do all the things I just talked about while I work a full-time job? This podcast, multiple videos per week to YouTube, uh, composing music for sync, composing music for stock, putting out sheet music, putting music up to Spotify, and oh yeah, working a th every day from three to midnight every weekday, uh, teaching at a job. How how in the world do I I I do all this. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. I have a list here, but let's start with one that we are talking about specifically because Mr. Dave is joining us today. And let's talk Miracle Mornings. Miracle Morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, very I very uh, dear to your heart. I know. Oh, it really, really is. Uh, in, ca in case you're not familiar with it, Miracle Morning is a concept um, that was, uh, I guess, pioneered or whatever, uh, come up with uh, by a, uh, an author named Hal Elrod. And there are a bunch of different versions of this book, Miracle Morning. There's a Miracle Morning for teachers, for entrepreneurs, but there's one for writers that I really, really resonated with. Now it's bent towards uh, authors, like actually like words instead of music. But every time, you know, they would say uh, how many words per day, I would think how many minutes per day, or when they would say write, I would think compose. And so I found it really, really helpful. And there is a whole kind of program or a prescription of how to how to spend your morning but the crux of it is 
this. Get up earlier than you usually do and take advantage of the tranquility, the peace that happens from you being up when the rest of the world isn't, you know, so you're not getting a ton of emails, you know, you're not getting a lot of text messages and everything else. And be do your creative thing first and then like settle into emails and, and start, you know, do, do the administration business of being a music business. And so I, I get up every day or rather my alarm goes off every day at 4 a.m. I was out of the bed by 4.15 this morning and I went on a, a 13 and a half mile bike ride around the neighborhood. Goodness. And uh, you must also, have a big neighborhood. Well, yeah, all these like little uh, cul-de-sacs and everything. So I've got my little loopy loops. And so I call it the Cypress Springs cauliflower or a bouquet because <laughs> it, on my Strava app, it looks it looks like a flower, you know, flower bouquet. Right. Uh, and it's a uh, 13.62 miles, essentially. And so uh, not only do I get, you know, kind of out, I'm able to burn like almost 600 calories, you know, before my day even starts. And so then I... Then I make a pot of coffee, do my shower. If I have time or if I'm, if, if I'm not crunched for time, then I'll maybe do some morning meditation. I've started to get into doing some morning pages, which is from the book, Art, The Artist's Way. Mm -hmm. So starting to get into that and then, you know, then sit down, try to do something creative or like this morning I was uh, editing and, uh, and rendering podcasts. And what time episodes. are you, are you doing, uh, by that time, what time is it? You know, I'm, in the, I'm in the studio between 5.30 and 6. Okay. Like if I just do, like I, I also rollerblade. So I'm like that middle-aged dude rollerblading in your neighborhood at 4.30 in the morning. That's me. Scary. Uh, it, well, I have a little chest light that I that I wear. So, you know, cars <laughs> can see Even scarier. Me. Like, what is this? I know. It's like, <laughs> like a train flying. To... <laughs> um, it depends. Because <laughs> that, that's only train. about a half an hour routine. The bike ride is about an hour, you know, because I average about 13 to 14 miles an hour. So, uh, yeah, I'm usually in the studio between 5.30 and 6 o'clock. And by that time, you know, I've been up for two hours. Uh, and so by the time we have started today, I've already put in like a full half a day work. And when we're done, I'll have lunch and chill, probably watch Ms. Marvel, you know, with Shannon mm -hmm. and and uh, go about my day. But um, getting up early and I, I was never like a morning person. I really, really wasn't. But by by getting up early, I found that I was able to carve out creative time, the work time before I would have to like go to full sale or before I would have to, you know, log in or start grading or, or, or whatever. And I have really absolutely embraced it. And it has quite literally revolutionized my whole creative workflow. Mm -hmm. And now, now the, 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 the trade-off is I'm toast by 9 p.m. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I, I like last night I fell asleep at nine 15. Womp womp. You know, that's, that's the trade-off. You yeah. can't get up. At least I couldn't get up at 4am consistently and stay up until 11 or 12. Yeah. And, um, and I, I just couldn't do that. I'm, I'm of the age where I don't have that kind of, that kind of gas in the tank. Men of a certain age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, my miracle morning, uh, it's kind of a miracle that I'm up in the morning. Uh, so that's that's kind of my miracle morning. But here's what I, I've done. I, too, was a night person most of my life, even as a kid. But uh, about five or six years ago, I just decided that I live in this beautiful area here in Orlando. And every morning, uh, 
It's like Groundhog Day all over again. It's a beautiful day most days, probably 300 out of the days, if not more. It's it's a blue sky with sun, sunny morning, beautiful morning. And the two times a day I love the most are sunset and sunrise. And so um, I started getting up with the sun. Now, that meant about 7 a.m., uh, not, not necessarily 4 a.m., because uh, uh, you're talking about someone who's had to shift from going to bed at 3, p- 3 a.m. At, at, at the at the average to to now shifting back to tw- about midnight or so because I need I found my body really enjoys seven hours sleep and this is an important factor we're not just talking mm. about mornings and stuff this is an important factor to your creative process to you be able getting everything done all day long uh, I know people say oh I only need two or three hours of sleep yeah that's BS you need it's not sustainable seven yeah. hours it's not sustainable you're going to crash at some time you're not going to do as good work and you might just crash your car into someplace because you were sleepy driving and I ran into that when I didn't sleep enough and so I started taking uh talked to my doctor I said listen I want to go to bed at midnight and I want my body to quit thinking and go to bed and quit writing songs in my head and coming up with creative ideas. And I want to go to bed at 12. It wasn't a matter of training my body because my body had done it for 50 years the other way. I was going to have to make it that happen. And so uh, now I go, I, I, I started going to bed at 12 and waking up at seven. And that really changed my workflow. Everything I like you said the first those first seven five hours or six hours of the day by twelve or one, so much happens now which didn't mm-hmm. happen before and, and and it's better than the time that I would spend late night from eleven when every the house was quiet till till two or three I always argued hey the house is just as quiet from eleven to three as it is from you know four to to seven or eight. But um, for me, it and for just for me, it worked better to get up with the sun, more circadian type mm-hmm. of thing going on. Now I have this job where I I, get, I don't get home till after midnight, and uh, my teaching work that I'm doing, and so I don't get home till after midnight, and then I can't fall asleep until after one or so, and so it's shifted to about a one to eight schedule, but it's still the same. I get up, I drink a lot of water, I drink a couple bottles of water, and then I have some tea. I don't go ahead and I'm not awake enough to create at that point. So I need to, uh, I sit and look out into the beauty of the trees and, and survey my kingdom, uh, so, so to speak, on my <laughs> iPad. I don't really get into emailing people. I will just look and see what's up. Because to a certain extent, this most ex- uh, an exciting part of my day is seeing what, what has come in overnight, including money payments, mm-hmm. including... Um, uh, new opportunities, new uh, new opportunities for briefs, new opportunities for uh, creating things, new income possibilities that have come about. Um, all those are exciting to wake up to for me and get me up at, at the day. And then I do something which is make my notes for the day. I, 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 I check my to-do list and I update it and make sure that my to-do list is what I need to do today. Um, I use the notes app for that. I used to use Evernote. And I paid for it until I realized that the notes app on my iPhone and iPad, and that's on, I'm all totally Mac person. So it's on every device and it updates yep. very well, better than Evernote did. Sorry, Evernote. <laughs> I wanted, I really wanted to do an Evernote video because I, I used it for so many years and loved it. But the notes app is really just easier and free. Um, yeah. 
So that between note app, the notes app and Dropbox, I can pretty much run my whole thing from there. So that's, that's my miracle morning. And, and, and I, and then I do after about an hour, get into something creative or my quote unquote work for that day. Yeah. I, I would encourage, you know, if you're, if you're out there listening or watching and, and you're thinking of the miracle morning and uh, no, this is no judgment or anything, but, and, and you're, you're talking to somebody who lived a relatively sedentary lifestyle, um, just a little bit of body movement um, will go a long way. Even if it's just, you know, walking around your block or something like that, because I feel that first of all, it kind of gets you outside. Again, I'm not like Mr. Outdoors camper person by any stretch of the imagination. I am a homebody, but mm -hmm. just being outside, especially that, 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 that kind of anticipation of that early morning. Um, but even, even if you're not early morning or whatever, just, uh, moving your body just a little bit will, will absolutely jumpstart your, uh, jumpstart your internal rhythm, uh, as opposed to just waking up, pouring coffee and going and sitting directly down in the studio, right? That, that feels super grindy to me, but by, by kind of measuring out the day and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go exercise, whether it's two miles in your neighborhood or 13 miles on a bike, uh, I would encourage you to work that in to your, uh, to your morning. Let's move right now, since we were talking about uh, what you do in the morning, exercise, mm -hmm. why to exercise. I had that down on the list, but let's go ahead and talk about that because um, I have always found, and I'm not doing it now, so uh, do as I say, not as I do, but <laughs> right now, but um, I'm getting ready to. But exercise has always been a huge part of my creative process. It, I would, uh, when I lived in Nashville, I did a lot of music uh, work, and then I would do a lot of exercise at the Y. I was a YMCA member. There were several Ys I went to, and a bunch of guys, some in the music industry, that I played basketball with all the time. And we would play full-court basketball for two hours, and you want to talk about something that will take some water off That's of your body. That's a workout, man. Um, full court basketball will do that. And, uh, I miss that so much. And then I would also do some cardio. If I didn't play full court, I just shot, I would do some cardio and then I would do some swimming and I'd do some hot tub and I would do some steam. And all of that stuff was so helpful to my thought. I, I would use that time for thinking, for praying, for, uh, creating in my mind and, and, and arranging what I was going to do that day exercise is huge and it keeps you away from having all the other issues with your body that you could have that will keep you from doing the, the creative life you want to do. Um, as it happens, this new job that I have, there is within a block or two, five minutes, less than five minutes away is a beautiful workout facility that I'm planning on joining here very soon, maybe even uh, this week. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will be back to that and, and probably taking an hour, hour and a half on some days before I go into work and just doing that, getting back to that routine, which I'm very excited about. So I, I think it's hugely important and it makes you feel better. It makes your body better. It does. It can't hurt. And it also, I, it gives you time to think, you know, there are a lot of times in our creative days, if you are a full-time creative person that you have no time to think about creative stuff because you're doing creative stuff all day versus if you have time to walk or exercise or do something, you're, you're not able to do music during that time, but you can dream, you can imagine, you can, you know. Oh plan. yeah. D during, during my, my, uh, my workouts, I put on a podcast and it might be like Graham Cochran, like we talked about last week or an audiobook. Uh, could be something, you know, it could be something just recreational, but I've listened to a lot of marketing books. I listen to a, a lot, a lot of different, uh, different things to kind of feed 
the process while I'm out doing my, my exercise. And the other reason it's so important is because the studio is a solitary and a sedentary type of a thing, mm -hmm. right? Where you are just sitting down for hours and hours at a time, and that will absolutely take its toll on your body over time. Mm -hmm. And so you're just investing a little bit in the longevity and the sustainability of your body to keep doing the career. And again, man, I am not the poster child. I, 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 I'm overweight and all of those things. But uh, I, the way I like to think of it is this way. I never, ever regret doing a workout, even if I don't want to. I've never, I've never come away from a bike ride and thought, man, that was, a, that was a terrible idea. I hate that I did that. I've never regretted doing it, but I've absolutely regretted not doing it, you know? And so, uh, so yeah, just remember, okay. we sit on our butt a lot for hours and hours on time. And so we've got to take care of ourselves. Yeah, I, I saw a, 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 not a severe, but an issue with my foot happen over two years of sitting in this room during COVID, working 100% here, not going out to studios, not really doing as much walking and, and not exercising because you couldn't go to the gym because it was closed. Mm -hmm. And even if you did, there were so many COVID protocols that it was hard to actually you know get any any kind of uh, anything done properly. But let's move to something that uh, it goes right along with exercise and that's food and drink. And um, this is something that I have struggled with a lot because I love to eat, <laughs> love it, love eating. I just love to eat. And so uh, I have instituted over the past, I've, I've really been low carb for about 10 or more years now where I don't eat a lot of breads and potatoes and things like that. That has helped. Then, I, then I've kind of moved to the keto diet a little bit, which is a little stricter. But, um, but I also do something called 16-8 fasting where I do yep. – usually after dinner, I don't eat. Now, again, this job has changed my patterns just because I'm hungry after class at midnight, you know, and I have some peanuts or something. But for the most part, I am trying to make a – a space between the last meal of the day and the first meal of the next day. We sleep anyway, right? You're going to sleep seven, maybe 10 hours, depending on who you are. You might as well, you don't eat during those hours. So it's not hard to move to 12 to 16 hours without putting food in your body. And what that does is it lets your body burn all during that whole time. And if you mm -hmm. can do that daily and just have this window of eight hours or so where you eat lunch and you eat dinner and then you don't eat anything after that or before it. Um, it's like magic, especially for guys. But I think it yeah. works for everybody. Yeah. Uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, yeah. I, I have uh, I've, I have lost since my heaviest in Memphis, you know, and I was pushing like 328, right? That's, that's how heavy I was in Memphis. Yeah, and awesome. so I'm down like 90 pounds and a big, big part of that is intermittent fasting, which is what we're talking about. And so, yeah, I, my window closes at 7 PM and I don't eat anything. I'll drink water, uh, or, uh, a coffee because coffee doesn't trigger insulin responses. Mm -hmm. And then I won't eat again until the next 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that that's been hugely important. And so when you when you couple that with calorie burning and tracking caloric intake, you know calories in, calories out. I use an app yeah. called Fitness Pal that helps with that. That you can track your water, you can track uh, your food, uh, you can track your exercise, all kind of in one. And uh, that's been absolutely vital uh, for maintaining a a healthier lifestyle for me. Now, where where I where I get in trouble is um, 
thinking I've got it all figured out. Like, you know, I've been doing intermittent fasting now for about three years now. And so I'm like, oh, I know how many calories are in the bowl of cereal. And then I'll under, I'll underestimate the calories and then over portion. And that's where I get into trouble. So I'm probably about 10 pounds up from my lowest, but, but it's not that it's like, I don't do it to feel great. Right. Mm-hmm. I, everybody says I've talked about my weight loss journey has said, oh, you must feel amazing. And it's not like I feel amazing. I just don't feel as crummy all the time. Yeah. You know, eating, eating too close to bed for me. I was like having like acid reflux at night and I couldn't yeah, sleep absolutely. on my stomach me and too. it's absolutely terrible, but I just don't feel crummy all the time. It's not like I'm, I, I want to, I'm ready to go climb Mount Everest. I just don't want to lay in bed. <laughs> And you might be thinking, why are you guys talking about sleep and food? Well, I'm here to listen and find out how to make music <laughs> income. And I'm telling you that if you can't sleep all night because you're you're up with indigestion and you're having problems sleeping, and I run into this all the time. We talk about it on this channel. People really tell me their struggles with their sleep and say, I, I'm not getting any sleep, so I can't get up and have time to create because then I have to go to work. And so... You know, these are these are real issues for for those of us who are trying to do this. I mean, they're issues for everybody, but especially when you when you're depending on your body to be ready at a moment's notice to be able to create the thing that you want to do and all and you tell me that all you want to do is create music, you have to take care of all the other things. It's and, it's, and, it's it's yeah, it's all interconnected systems. Like mm-hmm. your creative system is connected to your digestive system and your yep. circula- circulatory system. It, it would be like it would be like pouring bleach up river, right? And then expecting, you know, the animals downriver not to get sick, right? Yep. It's all these these systems are all interconnected within you, your it's body, like your spirit circle. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a big yeah, very holistic. And so you have to approach it holistically. At least that's my opinion. Another thing that I have done, which goes kind of along with Miracle Morning uh, and and everything that we're talking about here, all of these things have to do with your schedule, have to do with how you schedule things out. One of the main things people ask me is, how do you do everything that you do? And I'm like, well, I I try. And I'm not always the greatest at this. And you know how this is. You can try to schedule every day of your week for certain things. And sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't work, just depending on life depending on your family, depending on what has to be done, depending on deadlines and things like that. But I've, I'm trying to start a new schedule that goes a little something like this. Mondays, I do my updates to my clients. I still have a full client roster that I consult with and help people uh, develop music and develop their music careers. So I send out updates. That's one of my main jobs every week is to send out an update. On where, here's where we are this Monday and what we need to get accomplished next. Whether we accomplish it that week, a lot of times it's up to them, but uh, we I do that. And then I'm also trying to get my uh, all the social media that I might want to share across the week done. And for now, that means clips of videos from my YouTube. I'm just repurposing clips from YouTube. And this, I, I would say to you, uh, if uh, both to you, Dave, and to anyone. Mm. I know that Steve is struggling to do this too. We have podcasts we do every week, and inside those podcasts are nuggets. And those little one-minute nuggets 
are great repost stuff. And so that boom, you've all you gotta do is make a vertical version of that and put it on TikTok. Yeah, and, yours and, yours look really great, man. Your Instagram reels and stuff look great. I I, I I need to talk to you about the editing that you do because you have sure. like a splash. It looks fantastic, man. Yeah, it's it's uh it's very simple. Uh, and mm -hmm. I I've kind of got a template now that I'll do, but. It's, it's just about once you come up with that template and you already have the video stuff, you already have the nuggets every, every week you have nuggets to share and people may not listen for an hour. Like the, this podcast, I'm going to go through and like I did last week, I've still got more stuff to share from last week and I'm going to, I'm going to find three or four nuggets from this podcast, probably on Monday and get them ready for going out eventually to uh, Instagram and to TikTok, and eventually maybe even shorts on, on YouTube because people don't listen to the whole podcast. They may mm -hmm. miss some little nugget we come up with like this one. And, uh, and they might say, wow, I, I didn't see that because I didn't listen long enough. So, or they may not follow me on YouTube. And so they're getting the best of the best of Johnny Carson. Uh, not many people know what that means, but uh, they're getting the best of, uh, of, of the podcast and or the, the, the site here on, on, on reels and, and, and getting, you know, more, more knowledge that they would have gotten because they didn't listen. So that's what I do on Mondays. Then, uh, then on Tuesday, and again, I only have it until two o'clock till I have to drive. So I, I'm talking about from eight o'clock to two o'clock. Uh, on Tuesday, I plan to shoot all my videos for my video channel, or at least to try to shoot enough that keeps me in videos until next week. The Wednesday is writing Wednesday is what I call it. I write and produce music. Today is Wednesday. I'm not writing and producing music, but that's because we have chosen to do the podcast for these two weeks on Wednesday. On Thursday, I edit next week's video and I shoot next week's podcast with Steve. Usually we do that on Thursdays. And then Friday, I try to make a day where I'm posting and pitching music to libraries, briefs, all that kind of stuff. So that would that will that happen every day? I don't know, but it, I think it's important to try. And by the way, if you're wondering, I take weekends off. I, I've since I've started this job, I'm really working harder. If I do anything on the weekends, it's just a little composing here and there. Yeah, same here. I think I think that's the only way to to, to be sustainable long term. I mean, there there are bursts, you know, and sprints that you have to do that might chew up. Yeah. But um, uh, but no, I'm I'm absolutely with you. Everything in my world has to go on a calendar. Mm -hmm. And you know, last week you we were talking about, hey, go get students and have the man. If you're if you're if you're setting up Zoom sessions and oh or gosh. or even going to somebody's house, I mean, you've got to get that on the calendar. Otherwise, you're gonna start dropping things, you know, and these plates are going to start spinning off their pegs. Yeah. So uh, everything goes on a calendar, including non-constructive downtime and, and the weekend time. Like I have a, a calendar item. It's called sacred time with Shannon, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's Saturday morning. We, we just don't do anything. Nothing gets to go in that space. Uh, I have a, a weekly game night with a couple of friends from, of, of mine from just different walks of life and, or parts of my life. And that goes on the calendar right alongside, you know, a lesson. <laughs> yeah. And so right alongside grading or my, my full sale work obviously gets a big chunk. But if I'm going to have uh, if I'm going to have a, a critique session at noon, like on a Friday, that's got to go in into the calendar. And so I, I just like you, I don't always hit it. But yeah. from writing time to appointments to downtime, it all goes on a calendar. And I use uh, Apple calendars. I mean, I've tried to use like 
Google Calendar or Fantastic Cal and all these things, but just like you with the Notes app, and I'm also a Notes app fan, mm-hmm. it needs to just work across multiple devices yep. and the Apple Calendar and does that for me. I also have that, yeah, weekend is, is my sacred time too here uh, with my wife just because we don't get a chance to see each other at night mm-hmm. anymore. And uh, other than FaceTime, uh, there, you know, at dinner or something like that, there is no time. So I try my best to stick close for the entire yeah, weekend. You have you to know, be deliberate. Even if we're just getting groceries or if we're just going to eat or if we're just sitting by the pool, whatever. That's got to be the, the time that we are, uh, that I'm devoting there. Uh, because I can't do it at night any longer like it has been for 30 years before mm-hmm. this, which has been our TV night all night, you know, type of thing. But um, so, yeah, scheduling those kind of things, if you are married or if you have children or, or whatever that you have to attend to, then I think you need to schedule that as well, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, re- the relationships in our life, I mean, that's 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 why we're doing it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To be able to, to have a life for ourselves, for our family, to be successful. And if you're if you're torching relationships, you know, at the altar of you know the gig or the music, then mm, I, I don't know. That's not for me. I know there are many artists out there that the music will come always come first, but I've personally never really bought into that because that's not the kind of life that I that I want to have personally. One other habit I would I would recommend to people is to take or daily focus on who you are. I I have a question I ask myself just about every day and that is what who am I? What am I doing? What's next? What what am I focusing on? And and knowing cuz cuz this may change throughout your life. I haven't always been a composer educator like I consider myself to be now. I have sometimes I've been more of a producer, sometimes I've been more of a songwriter, sometimes I've been more of an artist in my life. You know, sometimes I've been more of a bandmate or something like that. But I am I have been focused for 10 years or more on being a composer slash educator. I'm I'm still literally a producer and a consultant and lots of other things. But I think of myself first as a composer and second as an educator. And I think it's important to focus on who you are on a daily basis if you can. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just focusing on 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 what why well kind of like what i was just saying like why why are you doing this and who do you want to be and what kind of person what kind of professional what kind of you know partner spouse husband whatever do you want to be and uh keeping keeping that the main thing and so that's that's good it really like helps because it helps more than than you think because a lot of times you're kind of just drifting going well i don't know what i'm going to be uh, um and you in in your head, you're telling people online, "I'm going to be a, comp- I want to be a composer of sync licensing music, or I want to be a, 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 a singer, or I want to be whatever." But if you're not reaffirming that all the time and thinking about it and 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 focusing on it, you're not going to be where you want to be. Um, and then the last thing that I have on my list, if you, I don't know what else you have, but you know, I think that there are nooks and crannies in our week, in our time, even in our jobs, anywhere we are, that you were going, you you can find to do more music and to do more uh, of whatever you need to do. And so it's even though you might have a schedule through the week or whatever, you may have scheduled everything so tight, 
every now and then you're going to get up too early or you're going to get up or you're going to stay up later or whatever, or you're going to be at your job and you're going to get a break and you're going to be able to go out and make some notes or whatever. And those nooks and crannies have turned into songs, have turned into album ideas, have turned into job ideas, income ideas, and make sure that those nooks and crannies are not wasted. I mean, hmm. again, it, this all will come down to how obsessive you are. And <laughs> I heard a great quote last week that said, what is your best advice for creatives to get everything done? And and the guy said, um, you have to be obsessive about your craft. And the ones who win are the people who are obsessive like that. Right. In general. Yeah. And, and I think when you find those nooks and crannies is uh, don't treat them as disposable. And for me, and this I'm talking to me, this is you, Dave. Uh, man, distraction, distraction, distraction. I can distract myself. Here's a perfect example. I had about an hour this morning from in between where I wrapped up my, my morning podcast production to actually I went to the grocery store because going to the grocery at 7 a.m. like on a Wednesday, there's nobody there. <laughs> anyway, that's my preferred time. Um, so I had about 45 minutes to an hour and instead of like spending 45 minutes on a queue, I thought to myself, mm, I don't really have enough time to get into the weeds. So I'm going to watch YouTube videos about microphones. Mm -hmm. Am I in a market for a microphone? No, I'm happy with my microphone choices. You know, I just, before I knew it, 45 minutes evaporated into, into the universe, never to be re reclaimed and, and. I just, I, I, there was, there was, it was empty creative calories, me watching YouTube videos on microphones. And so well, uh, the distraction it factor, it was knowledge, but I mean, was it though? I mean, it was cool, but did I need to, to, to watch three different videos comparing well, the RE20 to the RE320? Probably you, not. You need to give yourself a break a little <laughs> sometime. We're, we're, we're really being obsessive about these schedules and using every minute of every day to do music. So in, uh, on one, let, let, we should end this podcast and come to the close of it saying, give yourself a break too sometimes and do enjoy yourself because if you get too planned out, too full on your calendar, all work and no play makes you a bad musician. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I could have spent, I'm just telling for me, I could have spent that 45 minutes working on an edit from a publisher, but I yeah. told myself and I rationalized to myself that I don't really have enough time to do that. So I'm just going to pitter it away. And so there's, I think there's, there's a balance, especially when you do have like your weekends off and, 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 and I'm just saying, you could have watched I, I could that on have, the weekend. I could have watched that. Yeah. And I probably would have anyway. So <laughs> it was, again, it was just empty calories, empty creative calories. I, I will say that I do spend my drives. I spend my nights before I go to bed, watching YouTube, uh, and listening to podcasts, uh, some of them are learning type things. Some of them are sports broadcasts, you know? Mm -hmm. So some of them have real use in my learning and knowing things about what's happening with YouTube, what's happening with the music industry, what's happening with licensing. But some of them are, what's, when is Durant going to be traded from the Brooklyn Nets? Who, you know, <laughs> and, and the endless talk about something that may or may not happen and may doesn't really affect my music right. in, in the slightest. But yet, I think that's that's important too. Yeah. I, and and coming home and watching, 
you know, Miss Marvel and Star Wars and and all the other things that I want to watch. It's just, yep. you you have to balance. You you do need a balance, and you do need time off, and you need time away from music. That's probably another thing that some of you don't do enough that you should do is get away from music for a minute. Yep. You know, don't Absolutely. don't feel like don't feel like such a failure if you're not doing music at any given moment. But I think the the crux of this podcast is. Get these habits down that at least put 80% of your time available to work, to work. Yeah. Get to work and, it, and do more work. Yeah. And it's so interesting, you know, when we were talking about choosing this topic, you know, you were talking about the good habits that we need to have. And it's just how the universe, you know, the synchronicity of the universe, because I just talked about the seven bad habits. Uh, things like uh, procrastination, things like, you know, not having a clear goal, overpromising and under delivering, right? These kind of bad habits that we can kind of get into. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of in, it's in the in the uh, in the ethos right now, yes. kind of in the universe. So that's cool. Well, everyone, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us for a while and talk about this stuff. I hope this has been of some help to you. I hope that it becomes uh, something that might inform you on how to better schedule your time, how to take better care of your body and your relationships and everything while you try to create music full-time uh, and and make an income from it. So, Dave, thank you again for joining us here. Uh, we will talk soon again, my friend, and be prepared to see yourself splashed across both social media <laughs> I, here I, very soon. I so appreciate it. And once again, congratulations to Steve, and thank you for letting me uh, – warm your virtual chair while you were away but i know that you are missed and i look forward to hearing more because i tell you i listen to your podcast <laughs> you, your voice your you and steve are part of my uh, my wednesday my wednesday morning 13 and a half miles so i'm awesome. looking forward to, to having you guys back great well and you are part of uh my my drive time a lot of times with your podcast so uh it's it's great to have those those podcasts one of my one of my saved uh, scheduled podcasts every week. So yep. anyway, I'm going to have yep, to yep. do an episode one time just on great podcasts that everyone needs to be listening to. But uh, yeah, it's good. Or, uh, or or we're going to have to form the council of music, the league, the league <laughs> of music, the brain trust, people <laughs> talking on YouTube. Okay, yeah. <laughs> everyone, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week, or or talk to you next week if you're not watching us. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.